Welcome back to Two Bookworms. One podcast. The book club podcast where two best friends talk about books. Today we are talking about The Push by Ashley Audrain. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And we are in person recording. Finally. No one got COVID this week. Oh my gosh. After so long. (laughs) It was, well, you know why nobody came, well, I mean, there was a... Because they were all stuck at home right, in the ice. Right, there They was, weren't out wild enough. No, there was a positive case in the school itself, but not in the classroom. Thank so. goodness. So, like, it seems to be pretty contained that I feel like the kids are not getting it from other kids, they're getting it from home. Because it's right. like, I feel like if they were getting it from other kids, like, everyone in the class would get it. Right. So, it seems like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. The older kids, anyway. We don't know about the younger kids. That's true. Because we know younger is that, kids aren't going to keep school? their mask on. Stuff. No, not yet. He's okay. okay. Do they have, like, plexiglass around their desk or I anything? I don't know. He hasn't ever told me. I know they're six feet apart. They always have to wear a mask. They have to wash their hands frequently. <clears throat> That's good. They're doing, I mean, it sounds like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. How many kids are in his class? Oh, I don't even know. He had... He had one homeroom teacher, and then they switched it when he went back into person because I think there was too many in his original homeroom because mm-hmm. you know there have to be so many feet mm-hmm. apart. So they moved him to his math teacher as his homeroom. Does he like being back there in person? Or yeah, mm-hmm. he does better than here <clears throat> too because here he would do nothing. <laughs> I mean, as an adult, I could do the same thing yeah. with no one watching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's I too easy. To, it is very easy. Too easy. Like I was just so I was just telling Lacey before we hit record because uh her house is so clean and I'm like, wow, I need someone mm-hmm. to come not help me clean my house, but hold me accountable so I don't stop and watch Netflix <laughs> or read or uh, play on my phone. I need someone to be like, ah, ah, get back over. So Well, before we talk about the book you want to talk about our suck and sweep of the week? Yeah. So if you're new to the show, every week we do a suck and sweep. And we got it from Colleen Hoover, one of Cam's favorite authors. It's from her Slammed series. And I just thought it was cool. And it's like, so we do suck and sweep every week. So what is your suck for the week? My suck is it's raining again. <sighs> so yet again, we can't play with our skates. if you've never been to texas um texas weather is volatile and bipolar bipolar and extremely we have literally gotten all four seasons in a week because you know we had an ice storm that's why we couldn't record we lacy didn't have power for like a week um and then that next weekend it was like 70 sunny that same weekend it was like 70 degrees so now I do feel like the weather is changing because before April and May were our thunderstorm months Mm -hmm. and we, we are used to severe thunderstorms. We're used to tornadoes. We're used to hail, but I feel so now it's happening in the winter because, you know, a few years ago there was the tornado the day after Christmas, which that's not like tornado hail season or anything at all at all. And now we're under severe weather threat today, Mm -hmm. which it's February. It's still technically winter. So, I also feel like tornadoes are happening far more frequently than they did when we were kids. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> so, climate change is real. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's not a political thing. It's no. a science thing. It is definitely 100% real. But uh, I drove Steve's car over to Lacey's house in case it hails. <laughs> I didn't want to mess up my Jeep. <laughs> Poor Steve. Poor Steve. 
Yeah. Oh, well. I take better care of my car. Like, <laughs> and his car's pretty new, too, but he like his poor car. And then it's, his car's a car, but it's, like, so long, it's really weird. But, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to hijack yeah. your, your set. Yeah. yeah, it's rainy. It's, yeah. the humidity uh, is what, it's suffocating to me. Yeah. Like, it's hard to breathe. And yesterday, we were under a dense fog advisory. Like, you could not see. We went out, ran a few errands. You, like, couldn't see the next thing ahead of you. It was really thick yesterday. Wow, I didn't even notice. And it was, you can, like, see the moisture in the air. Like, you touch, you're like, your car, and, it's like, it's soaking wet, but it's not raining. It's so nasty. Humidity's so nasty, so. It's still pretty humid today. It kind of makes me feel, like, icky, sicky. You feel like you have to take a shower right as soon as you step out. Yes. Yeah, so we can't skate again. So, I knew when I saw the fog yesterday, I was like, we're going to have some tornadoes. Because, you know, it's, Every time. it was 70 yesterday. It's 72 right now. Yeah, there's a cold front. There's a cold in. front. It's supposed to be 39 tomorrow. And the only reason I know there's a cold front is because when you live in Texas and all this stuff happens, your sinuses start yeah. really hurting. You can feel that shit coming on. Yesterday and today, I woke up you with a headache. You need to go get a medicine ball from Starbucks. Yeah, I do. Did you get one that one time? Yeah, I did. They're good, right? Yeah. They taste good and they make you feel good. Mm-hmm. I should have brought one for you. Just a sinus headache. I took a sinus. But Texas. And <laughs> sinus infections make you feel like you're dying. Yeah. Like, I've literally thought I had the flu. And they're like, no, it's a sinus infection. And I'm like, are you sure? This feels like death. Yeah. Uh, okay. So your suck is the weather. Mm-hmm. My suck. Okay. I had to go to the dentist on my birthday. It was just for a cleaning. But it still sucks to, like. And my dumbass made the appointment at, like, 920. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so you had to wake up early. So I had to wake up early to go to the dentist on my freaking birthday, but it was fine. Um, I need, like, a lot of things. Like, I need to get... Okay, let's make a long story really short. <laughs> I have to get an implant to, to, to take the place of a tooth. Okay. And my bottom teeth have kind of shifted because my dog, Brady, may he rest in peace, that fucker ate, like, three pairs of my retainers, so my <laughs> bottom teeth are not straight anymore. So I was like, hey, I'm interested in Invisalign. And they're like, well, if you're interested in Invisalign, you need to do that before you get your implant. Because your implant's not going to move. Like, it's drilled Makes down sense. into the jaw. It's like metal yeah, into bone. your jawbone. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, can they keep the, like, space open? Because I had a bone graft and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, actually, it, it, Invisalign will be good because they'll just make it to where it'll leave the space open for the implant. I was like, okay, perfect. That shit is fucking expensive, dude. Even with insurance. And I'm like, like, I don't want to pay for it, but I really want straight teeth. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of money. And then I had the weather too. Okay. This is going to sound crazy. I don't even care. I mentioned probably like a month ago that I broke my toe. Mm -hmm. And there was like this weird, if you're easily grossed out, don't listen. There was, like, this weird blood blister. Well, that just, like, came, like, it was, like, a, I guess it scabbed over, and it just, like, came off one day. And I was, like, oh, okay, that's weird. Like, it didn't hurt or anything. Well, now my toenail is, like, flapping. Like, (laughs) it's It's about to come off. (laughs) Well, I told you about Jack's toe, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I discovered that my toenail was loose last night, and then Jackson had a split nail, which the vet 
freaking cut off and cauterized it. Lacey, that is just further proof that he's my familiar. That's true. We have the same. That's true. His it's his pinky first. toe, too. His happened first. No, mine happened first. Did it? Oh, yeah, it I did. broke the, and that's, that's what right. Steve and I were talking about this morning. I broke the toe first, and then his nail split, that's true. and yeah. then he lost his nail first, and now I'm losing mine. Poor baby. It's the same toe, <laughs> and it's on his back leg, which would be like a leg. Poor baby. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. He, I'm telling you, that dog is my familiar. He is. Mungo. Yeah. <laughs> my little <laughs> Mungo. Okay, which I also feel really witchy because I went to my favorite metaphysical shop last night. <laughs> I made Steve go with me because they sent me a birthday coupon. How tight is that? That's nice. Yes, and I got some crystals, and I got they're like little handheld ones, and I got some sage. I brought Lacey some sage because I needed a sage after reading this book. Yeah, sage is good. Yeah. And I got um, some new soul bracelet. I got a new bracelet. What else did I get? Oh, and I got an abalone. You know the show? Let me show you a picture. They like, they do all kinds of stuff with them. Make earrings with it. They, um, so usually they use these shells for like, um, I've seen people like put incense in them or their sage, like when it's burning, you know? I, I think it's abalone. I think Steve says abalone. I say abalone. But I got one of those shells I've really been wanting to put, like, my sage in while it's burning or whatever. So right. I got one of those, too. It was cool. Steve was like, wow, this is interesting. <laughs> and then, so, he, like, doesn't believe in anything. He doesn't believe in any kind of magic. He doesn't believe in ghosts. He doesn't believe in – he's not spiritual. And he was like – we were there, and he's like, what if I'm, like, Stephen Strange? And if you're not familiar with who that is, that's Dr. Strange from the comics. <laughs> and he is a master of – the um it's basically magic and so steven steve my steven was like and my name is steven he's like because you know in the movie steven strange didn't believe in any of it but he is like the strongest most powerful (laughs) one and i'm like yes honey you are the 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 master of mystical arts because you're at the metaphysical shop (laughs) like they can sense your power here (laughs) and then when you buy whatever you're buying they put in, I don't know, like, the technical name for it. It's like a bowl, and they take this gong, and they go around the edges, and it makes this oh, really yeah. loud noise. So they're cleansing whatever you're buying. Because, you know, people are touching stuff. Yeah. And so they're cleansing it, and then they make you reach in and pull it out. Ooh, and Steve was cool. like, oh, I want to do that. I'm like, we have to buy something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so they cleansed everything I bought. Um, I also cleansed it with a Lysol wipe. <laughs> yeah. Because, let's be honest, it's yeah. Rona. <laughs> yeah. So fun. Well, um, what is your sweet for the week? My sweet is that I'm on a cleaning streak. (laughs) (sighs) I have been cleaning the heck out of everything. Everything. Is it like, because do you think spring's coming? You probably feel it. Yeah. Because then it'll be garden time and I'll be out there digging holes. Yeah, I was talking to you the other night and you were like, I gotta, I'll I'll be right back. I gotta go clean this. And I was like, <laughs> you're like on an organization yes. kick yes that but it's so fun so like yeah. buying stuff to organize and well organizing. can't really buy anything because i went to buy another bookcase because i desperately need it and ikea won't deliver right now because of all the covert stuff Ooh. yeah and i can go pick it up but i really don't want to drive like 45 minutes to an hour i'll go with up. you can you so do much. like curbside pickup i don't see i don't know 
I don't think so. I think you still have to go in and pick mm. it up, and that just defeats the purpose. I'll take off a weekday, and I'll go with you <laughs> if you want. <laughs> we, might. we might. There's a really cool um, coffee shop. Oh, obviously, I'm not going to drink the coffee in the coffee shop. We'll go outside. But there's a really cool coffee shop I'd like to take you to over there. Mm. I think you would really like it. They have um, moon milk. Mm. Dude. It will change your life. <laughs> it is so good. Like the best coffee I've ever had. Sweet. Good sweet coffee. It's very sweet. It's um so their moon milk is like a secret recipe. Naturally. And I think from what I've read, it's some kind of milk mixture with spices and definitely some almond extract in there. So they even sell the bot the moon milk bottle and some I'll buy it and put it in my coffee at home. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do that one day. That'll be fun. So your sweet is cleaning. Mm-hmm. My sweet is... It was my birthday three days ago. <laughs> yes. It's been fun. It's been exhausting, but it's been fun because, like, we had lunch with my mother-in-law and father-in-law yesterday and hung out with them. But then it's like... It sounds so stupid, but I had all these birthday coupons. So I, like, wanted to go spend them. But you have to, like, you know go places Some, and do things and do things I'm honestly <laughs> kind of exhausted from that but yeah it was a good birthday I got amazing presents Lacey gave me some stuff from Lush and this kit of face mask which I'm really excited to try and take a bath so I'll probably go home and take a bath and do a face and relax mask and relax no. oh we got this really good margarita mix it, it's like one of those pre-made mixes so mm-hmm. all you do is pour it over ice but we blended it, and um, it's like Jose Cuervo light, but it's white peach. Ooh. Dude, you couldn't even taste the tequila in it. It was so good. Ooh. Yeah, I'll have, to, good. I'll have to bring a bottle over next time. Sounds it was good. so good. In fact, Steve told me to grab a bag of ice on the way home. <laughs> Write <laughs> it down. <laughs> yeah, he's like, get some Sonic ice on your way home. <laughs> he is on this kick where he wants an ice maker, which I do too. Like, they have mm-hmm. them where you put it on your counter. It looks like a Keurig, but yeah. it makes ice. They're like $500. Does it sound like But it's like Sonic ice, and they have the best ice. Yes, they do. Like, I can get in trouble eating ice, because then my teeth will yes. be all jacked up. Yeah. But, God, I love eating ice. I still do every now and then. Not as much. Not as much. Remember we used to go to Sonic and get, like, cups of ice? And Chicken Express. <laughs> Sweet tea, 75 cents, dig it out. Yeah, it used to be like 50. When we were in high school, it was 50 cents. Yeah, then they went up to 75. Then it was 75. And now I'm sure it's probably like $3 or some shit. I have like not had chicken express tea in forever. In a very long time. Damn. Even Sundays at Chick fil A's place. I do like a good McAllister's tea. They have some good tea. Yeah, I like their flavored teas. You know, I haven't tried their flavored tea. So good. Is the the one where they put the like puree in there? Yeah. Mm. That's really good. Steve likes Arnold Palmer. I think that's so gross. Oh no, it's so good. Really? Lemonade tea? Yeah. But it's like if I'm going to Chick Fil A to get a tea, I just I want tea. a regular tea. I get tea from Chick Fil A. I think people that go there and get like a soda are fucked up in the head. <laughs> How are you gonna go and not get a sweet tea at a place that makes Some like people don't like tea though? Steve, when we go to Whataburger, he gets an unsweet tea. No. I'm like, bro, you lived in Michigan too long. You need to get out of here. <laughs> that is, that's what my mom said. She's like, it's like you're insulting my children. By, <laughs> because she makes really good sweet tea. And every time we go over there, like, 
we all drink sweet tea and Steve will drink water. She's like, that is very rude of you. <laughs> He's like, I don't like sweet tea. Like, no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, I guess we better talk about this book. People are going to turn this off. When I listen to podcasts, I like listening like to the other stuff too. You know, like not necessarily like what the podcast is about, but like them. Just take your mind off of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. Some people, I've seen comments where people are like, I wish you would just stop the chit chat and just talk about the book. Well then, move on. Because um, that's not us. Exactly. We're going to talk about whatever we want to talk about. We still love you. Goodbye. Lacey's dog, Sugar, is laying in front of us, and she has a nicer fucking bed than I do. She's, she's got a nice Tempur-Pedic bed, yeah. It is a Tempur-Pedic bed? Yeah, Tempur Sugar. She is, like, crashed out. But it's also because she's only two going on three now, and I've started to notice her back hips Aww. are kind of giving her a little bit of trouble because she's a big girl. She's a big girl. So it's hard to help ease that. Before it starts. She's like smaller than me. Yeah. She has gotten, so, Lacey's dog, she rescued her, and we don't know, like, what kind of life she was living, but she is so skittish around strangers. Yeah, she's so nervous. And, I mean, we've been doing this podcast for, what, six months? Yeah, longer. And in the time, it's taken that amount of time for her to, A, not bark at me like I'm an intruder when I come over, and B let me pet her and come up to me. Like we've done baby steps. We've and actually relax enough to stay in the room. Yes. And fall asleep and snore. <laughs> so this is huge in our relationship, sugar. She's so funny. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm put the microphone down there to her and see if we can catch her. Funny. Okay. So the push. Yes. The push. You go ahead and give a synopsis for our listeners that did not read it. So a short synopsis. Is this woman gets married young? She did not have a good childhood. Her mother did not have a good childhood. Um, they eventually have a baby, which turns out to be a girl, and she can't connect with her. Neither of them can connect with each other. Well, years later, she has a little boy, and she just loves him to pieces. It's like instant, like instant. when she's pregnant. It's like she realized he was what. A mother and mm-hmm. child relationship is supposed to be, and she didn't have that with her daughter. And eventually, things progressed, and she realizes why she did not connect with her daughter. Her daughter's little Damien troubled. Yeah, <laughs> she's very troubled. <laughs> so that's basically what the book is about, yeah. and it does have three timelines. Yes, and we will talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two timelines are her mother and her grandmother. Yes. Which is not a lot. It's just every now and every then now and then to kind of understand how they grew up. Mm-hmm. Because I believe it was her mother that told her the women in our family were just not good mothers. You'll yes. see, like you'll see why. And she's like, okay, whatever. Because her mother left when she was like eleven or something. Yeah. So for another man left for another. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So we'll jump into our questions. Um, what was your favorite part of the book? I did like the thoughts, like seeing the thoughts of another mother in the sense that, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, like everybody okay. says it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did like that. Yeah, I am. Um, I would think 
I, that wasn't on my radar until you just said it, but I think I agree with you because you're getting like her thought process. Because yes. if you're just an outsider looking in, you're like, God, she's like a horrible mother. Mm-hmm. But you're hearing her talk it out. And so, yeah. And you're most, seeing things from, from her perspective. Uh-huh. Most moms are like, oh, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I literally can't imagine. I'm like, okay, that's great. Like, I can go do whatever I want whenever I want. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because, like, moms tend to shame non-moms, whether they mean to or not. And so it's nice to see that another perspective where she's like, this straight up sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Depressed over having a daughter and everything. Ugh. Yeah, that was a good one. I'll agree with you. Oh, and these are um, questions from Oprah's book club, and then we've added some of our own. So what was your least favorite part of the book? Hmm. The way... Let's go ahead and... I already know where you're going. So <laughs> let's go ahead and tie in the question, what did you think of the writing? Okay, yes. Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? Okay. And we'll tie those two questions together. There wasn't any vocabulary on the end. There were a few sentences I could throw to the minute, but I did not like the way that the author narrated this. It because was very weird. Very weird. And at first, I didn't know who it was uh-huh. that was narrating the book. I uh-huh. thought it was like a man, like another man from like a stalker point of view or something because it just didn't tell you. It didn't tell you her gender. Mm-hmm. It didn't tell you who she was, what she was looking at, who she was looking at. You just knew she was connected somehow. Yeah, on page 12, I put the narration is weird and I don't like it. But... Okay. It was my least favorite part of the book, but the way she wrote it also made it such a fast freaking read. Yes. Like, it, because you it's look, just train of thought. It's train just of thought, train of thought, thought. And you look down and you're like, shit, I just read like 50 pages. Mm-hmm. It's so, the chapters are super short. It's so fast. You realize she's talking to her husband, yes. her ex husband, because it opens with her watching her ex husband and daughter in their house with his new wife and the new family. There's like a new child. Mm-hmm. So she's like, this This is my, I've written all this down. This is my story. So when everything she's saying, she's like, you were blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. so she's talking directly to him. And, and it was unique. I don't remember seeing something like that before. I don't either. Not that I can recall. And it was really annoying because it was just like train of thought, train of thought, train of thought. But it made it so fast. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's, but then the flash, so then the other timelines with the mom and the grandma are not written like that. No. They're written like a scene. A scene. And it's very, it's like, it's really, it's a weird dynamic. I'm also going to be honest, we didn't need those other two timelines. No, we didn't. They did not add anything to the story, in my no. opinion. No. I mean, she could have simply explained somewhere to her husband or, you know, uh-huh. her children or something about how her mother left or when yes. her mother left. You didn't need that. I mean, I guess you could say that you needed that to see her relationship with the other woman that lived down the street that was more of a mother figure. But yes, Mrs. I did like Mrs. Ellington. Yeah. I, I would have liked more of her. I would have too. Or maybe they could have just, okay, they definitely didn't need the grandmas. No. The mom, like the mom that left, Cecilia, that could have all been her timeline and her talking about this. Things that happened to her. We didn't really need the grandmas. No, Edda. It added absolutely nothing to the story. Um, Yeah. Yeah. 
I was, I, there's something else I want to talk about, but it's kind of at the end of the book, yeah. so we'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> so next question, was it a fast or slow read and why? Fast, like we said, it was train of thought. Yes. I mean, I had to struggle to get over it at the beginning, but once I did, I could kind of flow through it a little faster. Yeah, me too. I think I started it like Tuesday and I read five pages and I put it down and didn't pick it up again until Friday. <laughs> but once you get past that, it's just like, like you're going to fly right through it. Um, It was a very fast read. It's very fast paced. Also, it goes through the span of like 20 years. Yes. I mean, they meet in college. Mm-hmm. They graduate, they move in together, they get married, they have kids, they get divorced. So, she gets pregnant with Violet, that is the daughter, and she talks about, like, how horrific this birth is. And let me just say, I'm going to go off track here, but, so Steve and I do not have children. Um, And we both flip-flop on whether or not we want to have children. So, when we got married, we were like, we don't want to have kids. Like, this is our life. Cool. But I, I I think Stephen does want to have children, but I think he's scared to have children, like most people probably yeah. are. So we tend to flip-flop. He'll be really on board, but we're never on the same page at the same time. Right. Thank God, or we probably already had a kid. <laughs> so this is my turn to be like, you know, I'm kind of opening up to the idea. Well, then I read this book. And you're like, no. And I was like, nope, off the table. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so this has scared me into having children. It wasn't that scary. This kid is crazy. She is a demon on earth. I wish. She's a sociopath. There's something wrong with her. We'll get there. We'll get to that. From the moment this kid is a bait. So the birth was horrific. Um, She doesn't connect with her. Mm -hmm. Definitely think she's going through some postpartum depression. Like, oh, absolutely. Because just the, the things that she talks about feeling, I'm like, like, there's something going on there. Her husband is He's a like, shitty oh, husband. He is not supportive. He works and pays the bills, but that's the only thing he contributes. He is like, he's not a partner. He does no. nothing to be a partner to her. A good partner no. would be like, hey, when she's like, this is how I'm feeling. And he's like, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be, he'd be like, well, you know, why don't we go talk to someone about that? Or, you know, work well, you through remember, it. She or, suggested marriage counseling. Yes, she did. And he turned it down. No, we'll be fine. Yes. You can go by yourself, but we'll uh-huh. be fine. And he's a shitty husband. And um, she doesn't really have anyone on her side. She's very isolated. She has no family because her father left. She kind of just, or her mother left. She kind of just stopped talking to her father when she met the husband, Fox. Mm -hmm. Um, And she doesn't have any friends. So it's his family that they're close to. So they're obviously on his side. Like, she tries to talk to her mother-in-law, and she's like, don't say anything to him. But she obviously says something to him. So, I think I see a lot of people in real life make that mistake where they kind of isolate themselves into their marriage, and then they don't have anyone, like, on their side. And you need people on your side. If not, I mean, just for someone to talk to, because her husband's like, no, this is not happening. She yeah. needed someone to be like, hey, this might be happening. You you're know? just you're just not a great mother. You're not yes. the mother you're supposed to be. That's gaslighting. Completely. And that is not okay. Completely. He completely gaslights her throughout this. He's an asshole. Ugh. I would have beat the crap yeah. out of him. Yeah. Um, so she has Violet. And from the even when she's a like baby, she's like, there's just. The night nurse said something yeah. about it. Well, she's the night like, nurse didn't finish her thought. She, she, yes. She said something about sometimes she just stares at you 
and then she dropped off her sentence uh-huh. and didn't finish it. And this is when she's a newborn. Yeah. So you're like, what? What? I wish she would have finished that I sentence. I wish she would have finished that sentence. What? What? <laughs> and then when she's like one and a half or two, like her mother-in-law comes to like help out. And she's kind of unruly and, you she know. She just bites her mom on her cheek. She's giving her a bath. And this kid bites her mom on the cheek hard enough to where it leaves a mark. And her mother-in-law witnesses this. And she's like, something good with this kid. Like, cause she, her mother-in-law was like kind of starting to feel on her side because then her husband gets home and he's like what happened to your cheek and she's like violet bit me and he's like what like, no and the oh. mother's like well she kind of does have a yes temper. yes and violet and the dad are like two peas in a freaking pod she adores her dad she only wants him you know i see i hear about i hear mom say that a lot i'm home with the kid all day and then as soon as my husband walks in the door, they're like, Daddy, I love you. Oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> but this is, like, next level. Yeah, and next level. I feel like. Like, they have their own secret language. They have their own stuff. secret language. And their he puts secrets. her before his marriage. Yeah. And that's Absolutely. a problem. That's why they're not partners. And that's why they're never on the same page about anything. Because I feel like if Steve and I were to have kids, our marriage needs to be, like, the foundation for everything. Yeah. We need to be on a team. Yeah. And if he's going to, like, kind of undermine her. And treat the daughter like when she said, "Hey, Violet did something wrong." No, she. It's just terrible twos. It's no well. Big it comes deal. to find out later there was an incident that did happen that mm-hmm. made a couple things add up, and he just didn't tell her. We'll get to that. Later. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, she's in preschool, and the teacher's like, "Hey, I think y'all should come in and talk." And you know, the dad just thinks she's like an angel on earth, but the teacher's like, "Well." She, like, cut this kid's hair, and the hair was in her pocket, so we know it was her, and she pulled down this other kid's pants and threw rocks in his under... Like, mm-hmm. she's a bully. Yeah. Completely. And the mom is, like, not fucking surprised. She's like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's what I've been fucking telling y'all. And the dad's like, no, like, I don't think so. And she's like, Fox, maybe we should, like, put her in counseling or something. And he's like, no, like, for what? Yeah. No, well, then fine. it escalates to where she basically kills a kid at the playground. Yes. He's, like, climbing up this tall slide. And her mother watches watches her put her foot out to trip this kid and he falls and then dies in the hospital later. So she's like torn because she's trying to protect her daughter. Like, so she doesn't tell anyone what she saw. But then like her husband's gaslighting her. Like, that's not what you saw. Like, you know, it was just an accident. It was a horrible accident. Just an accident. So then fast forward to they decide to have another kid when Violet's like seven and at first, Violet's, like, really excited about it. And they have the baby. And from the moment Sam is born, Blythe, that's the mom, Blythe is, like, connected with this In baby. Love. She's like, this is what it was supposed to feel like. She's like, so I think that's kind of validation for her mm-hmm. because she's like, it's not me. Yeah, it's not it's, me at all. It's Violet. Like, we're not connecting. But also, I don't think it's unnatural for a child try. and mom not to connect because, like, do, are you closer with one of your parents than the other? Like, do you click more with your mom or, your, like, one over the other? Not really. It's kind of even. Like. But, like, Aiden's closer to his dad just because his dad's not always around. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know someone who clicks with their mother more than they do their father. And it's just, like. I think that's just human nature. Like, you're not going to click with everyone. Just because they're your parent doesn't mean you click or whatever. So, 
I don't think that's completely unnatural, but it's it's a very intense feeling that she's feeling in that book with mm-hmm. her son, like. And so Violet starts to get jealous, very. and. But she constantly always says, I don't love you, Mom. I don't want you. I want yeah, Dad. she's a little bitch. Like, they went to the zoo, and they bought them little, like, lion stuffed animals. And it was, like, a mom lion. And Violet threw hers out the window. And she's like, I hate my mom. Yeah. She's like, like I don't want the mom lion. I hate says that? I know. So then, didn't she do some other shit when Sam was a bit, like, did she do some no, other stuff? No, it was when her stepbrother okay later on okay so they have the baby and i think we should just get right into it because um violet pretty much kills her brother yeah violet does kill her brother so they're going to the park dad's at work mom's taking the kids to the park baby's in the stroller she stops by the coffee shop picks up some tea and she's like walking up to the crosswalk which they have to stop and she goes to like take a sip of her tea and Violet, like, knocks her elbow to where it knocks the tea on her and spills on her. And actually, she has some severe burns that she has mm-hmm. to go to the hospital for. So while she's like, holy shit, you burnt me, Violet pushes the stroller into the intersection and a car hits it and kills the baby. Instantly, yeah. And she remembers, Blythe is like, I remember seeing her pink mittens on the, stro- like, pushing the stroller. Mm-hmm. And she tells the police this. And they're just like, okay. And she tells her husband this. And he's like, no, honey, it was, that's not what you saw. It was just an accident. It was a horrible accident. And she's like, no, I know, like, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. And everything that Violet has done, like, it adds up to her doing that. Because I think, like, the night before, she was giving her a bath or something. And she's like, I don't want Sammy anymore. Yes. And so she was kind of, like, she had even gone, I think she went to get a pedicure or something. And left him with a sitter. And then she had this vision of, like, Violet hitting him with a golf club. And she's like, oh, my God, I got to go home. Like, they had only painted, like, one foot. And she's like, I got to. She, like, ran out of there barefoot. Because she felt like something was going to happen. And the week before Sammy got killed, she, Violet was asking Blythe, do cars only stop when it's red? Yes. She was like, how does that work? And she's like, honey, you talked about this like you know that you know when it's red it's they stop and when it's green they go mm-hmm. so it's like she this little bitch is premeditating this shit like all of it she is a socio a sociopath like she's gonna be a serial killer she's yeah, crazy on. she's on that road <laughs> okay i forgot about the questions let's go back <laughs> to the questions um would you want to read another book by this author yeah, maybe depending on what it's about yeah did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where? It made me extremely anxious. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's another reason you can fly through it is because. I w- okay. Maybe not extremely anxious, but it does give you some anxiety, like a good thriller. Yeah. Because I wanted to know what happened to her, yes. what happened to Violet, what yes. happened to husband unfortunately (laughs) because yeah you get it at the beginning where they're split up so you're like okay well how did this happen and then it takes you through the 20 years of what led up to this and Mm -hmm. like let me just say he was having an affair before sam died yes because there's a scene where she has to take the baby to like swim lessons but violet has a dentist appointment and she's like you're gonna have to take her to her dentist appointment. He's like, well, I have a meeting at nine. And she's like, well, just take her to work with you. 
Like, let her color or something. And then after your meeting, take her to her dentist appointment. So he does, but he also takes her to lunch with his secretary. Yes. First of all, who eats lunch with their secretary unless you're fucking them? Yes. And or unless it's their birthday. While they're yes. Okay, <laughs> good point. And then while they're out, the secretary buys Violet like a unicorn pencil. Yeah. Like I'm not going gonna, that you can buy a unicorn pencil too when you're on lunch. I'm not gonna buy my boss's kids shit. I don't know them. That too. That's weird. That's that very too. weird. That too. And then she was like, and then Violet being a little bitch she is, she was like, Mom, I like Dad's secretary. She's nice. Like what a little bitch. Oh, she is a bitch, dude. Yeah. She is. That's the kind of kid. That you take to the fire station and leave. <laughs> Listen, after that kid bit me, her ass would have been at the fire station. No, they go through biting stages. You just have to bite back. Her, I don't know what would have happened, but... Funny story. My mom loves telling the story. In my biting phase, I, like, bit a kid at school, as all kids do. So then I bit my mom, and she bit me back. And she said I never bit anyone I ever did the same thing again. I did the same thing to Aiden. <laughs> Because he kept trying to bite me on my face. I was like, you little turd. <laughs> Where did you bite him at? On his, like... On his arm. <laughs> did he cry? Huh? Yeah, he cried. <laughs> was it, how old was he? Because you have to do it... They say you have to do it hard enough that it impacts them, but not hard enough to break the skin or actually hurt them. Yeah. So, like, he sat still, you know, and his eyes went real wide. <laughs> she just bit me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did that to my dog. I'm not going to lie. I did that to when Brady was a puppy. I think, no, I don't think I had to do it to sugar, but I think I, my, no, I don't think I had to do it to Castor either, but I know I had to draw a point with sugar when she gets too rough. Uh, I'm still sleeping over there. Yeah, still sleeping. So I think it's normal for people to bite their kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. How did we get on that subject? Because. Oh, because I said I would have dropped her ass yeah, off after she bit me. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll bite her back, and then if she keeps that shit up, <laughs> then I will take her to the fire station. Um, I don't think you answered if it impacted your mood. Not really. I just wanted to see what happened next. So I was just really curious. Yeah. There were a couple sentences that I did like. Okay, let's see. I've got two of them. It was two. After Sam dies, um, she goes into this therapy getaway that her husband basically forces her into. Yeah, it's kind of like she's like rehab and it's like no, like a wellness retreat. Yeah. She didn't go to any of the group therapy. She basically yeah. just like went to be alone and yeah. walk and make a friend. Yeah. But um the lady's talking to her and they're talking about Sam and the quote is on page 203. Says she told me I needed to find a new way of living in the world now. Since Sammy's gone, she can't live in the same world that she lived in before because it's different now. Mm -hmm. And then later on, page 344. You had a page 344? Yeah, I had the electronic. Oh, okay. I was like... (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I had an electronic. Sorry, this is an electronic version. Um... It is her mother is talking to Blythe and she's brushing her hair and all of a sudden she just stops and says, you know, there's a lot about ourselves that we can't change. It's just the way we're born. But some parts of us are shaped by what we see and how we're treated by other people and how we're made to feel. 
So, do they give you the option to, like, make that into, like, a quote meme thing? I think so, yeah. At least you had to read the electronic version because fucking Amazon wasn't going to deliver it. It's still not here. It has oh, still not come. So you didn't get to cancel no. it. No. So you wouldn't have even been able to read no. it for this. Oh my god. Amazon. I don't understand why they're so but, behind. Yeah. I ordered some taco sauce and it came like two days later. <laughs> but a book takes like a week and a half. <laughs> what kind of taco sauce? All sips. Because I couldn't get out there. What's but, all I mean, sips? Oh my goodness. It's so good. Okay. So all sips is like a gas station fast food <laughs> You probably Ooh. wouldn't like it. Why? <laughs> Your gas station fast food. I do have a gas station fast food phobia. But it's they it's were true. created in the 50s by this man and wife. And it's just a little chain around the Texas Denton area, I think. It may expand to New Mexico. It's like the name of a gas station, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah I think I've seen some. Yeah. So they have like their own hot sauce bottle. They bought all their own hot sauce oh. and their teas and stuff. But they also have like chimichangas and tacos that they sell already made and all that stuff. So I I love the taco sauce. Uh-huh. So I ordered the taco. Is sauce. it like a like a Taco Bell sauce, like that kind of consistency, or is yeah. it like a salsa? No, it's like Taco okay. Bell sauce. Sounds good. It's crazy that I have a gas station food phobia. <laughs> food phobia. I do with certain things. But I love Bucky's. Bucky's is different though. Just Bucky's like also. is different. Bucky's is like a store Just that like, sells gas. Right. Just like also, that's kind of like also. Really? They sell snacks and yeah. I'm gonna have to find one of those. There's one by Firewell. Like, there's this, pill, they don't, I think they have one in Texas, it's in Denton. I first had it in Washington, but it's called the Pita Pit. And the one closest to our house in Colorado was in a gas station, and I would not eat there. I made Steve, <laughs> we, I was like, we're going to have to go down, there was one downtown. I'm like, because it was like a, it was like a regular location, and I was like, I can't eat at the gas, like I can't, I just can't. <laughs> there's some places I can't. Uh, like, even if it's like a freaking Taco Bell in the gas station, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. There was something else in a gas station. Oh, that didn't that pizza we got yeah. in Oklahoma? Y'all told me after the fact it was from a fucking gas station. <laughs> but you were fine. I was like, we didn't know. I could tell when I <laughs> ate it that it was from a gas station. Steve loves that pizza. I think there's one in Plano, a God, Godfather's, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Has he, he been wants, going now? He wants to go, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know I'm all about that Pizza Hut. Yeah. Well, I wish we could have just tried the other place there, though, but whatever. Oh, yeah, the one that was, yeah, the one that was supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Well, we can go back. It was fun. I think that trip was a lot of fun. It was fun. Just, like, being in a cabin and chilling and not mm-hmm. doing anything. And but, the hike was nice. Hike was nice. It was good. But we digress. Yeah, we get off topic. <laughs> um, where was I? What surprised you most about the book? I would say, this like when you read a synopsis, it makes you think it's about this kid, but it's it's also about relationships. Hey, yeah, it's really about the relationship the child has with her mother, and her with her husband, and her with her mother, and new stepmommy at the end. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. Um, the mom is crazy too. Like she's definitely crazy. She does. Yeah, she does some questionable things, but but it gets okay. Hold on, before I say that. I would probably be curious, too, if he's not telling me anything. If your ex, if your husband left you, you haven't divorced yet. Oh. He's got his I knew that assistant. bitch was pregnant. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think he was cheating on her before Sam died. But, yeah. as you know, I'm sure it's very hard for a marriage to survive after the loss of a child. Like, 
He was already cheating on her. Yeah, he was already cheating because but she was already pregnant. She, because she was already pregnant. Yeah. But um, after Sam dies, the, the mom is depressed. Understandably, she lost the freaking light of her life. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that her other child, I mean, I would have a hard time looking at that kid, too, if I truly thought that she was responsible for his death. Yes. I mean, she's a kid. But she knows the difference between right and wrong. And she had already killed another child. She point. had already killed another child. She had already done some fucked up shit. The kid has issues. The mom had repeatedly, even after the baby dies, she's like, maybe we should put her in grief counseling. And he's like, no, she seems fine. And she she was fine because she got yeah, what she wanted. Completely fine. And um, it just gets to a point where the mom... She can take care of the daughter, but, like... She doesn't really want to. She doesn't want to. It's basically just necessity. She's bathed. She's at school. Other than that... And she's trying just to keep her husband as well. I don't want to have anything to do with her. And so, the husband... You know, their marriage breaks down. He moves out. She doesn't really talk to him anymore. But the daughter's like, oh, yeah, it's their home. He doesn't live alone. He lives with, with her. And her mom's like, okay, well... I know she's trying to bait me, but I'm not going to, like, fall for it or react or anything. Yeah. And later on, like, she keeps hinting that... There's oh, a well, reason he out. doesn't want yeah. you to meet her. Yeah. You won't... You can't meet her yet. There's a reason. You'll find So, out. the mom gets curious, and she goes to their apartment, and she sees... She doesn't know what she looks like, but she assumes it's her, and she follows her to this, like, mommy and me group. Yes. This is where the mom gets crazy. Because she goes to buy a wig to go to this mommy and me group just to, like, watch his... His secretary slash girlfriend. Oh, and he also just one day resigns from his job. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, you know, I just couldn't feel, I couldn't be creative there anymore. And so I have some things lined up. Well, she reads his email and finds out they basically forced him. Yeah. Like to resign because there was some HR issue because his assistant was pregnant. But they didn't say she was pregnant. They didn't say she was pregnant. They just said it was an an issue. And uh, what did they say? An incident. Yes, an incident. So she's like, huh. So then he leaves her, or actually she kicks him out. He doesn't leave. She kicks him out. Yeah. She, she like packs out. up his shit and yeah. tells him to leave. And, um, you know, there's a reason daddy doesn't want you to meet her. Da, da, da. So she follows her to this mommy and me group. At first, I guess she thinks she's there for Violet. She's like, okay, she's like being a good stepmom yeah. or whatever. Well, then she mentions her son. And she's like, how old is your son? She's like five months. And she like does the math. She was pregnant before he ever even moved out yeah, before. Yeah. So she's like, wow, my husband's a piece of shit. And they're still legally married. Yeah, they but never Gemma's separated. calling her his, her husband. And she's like, hmm. So she, like, buys a wig. She, I don't think she went there with the intent of befriending her. But just to did. watch her. But she did. And they become, like. BFFs. Yes. And they're, like, like a year texting. Later. Like, oh, hey. How's, she says that she has a son named Sam. She talks about her dead son like he's still alive. It's very, very weird. Um, but then one night, Fox comes to pick up Gemma, new baby mama, and she's like, hey, I want you to meet my friend Anne. And her dumbass goes to meet him thinking well, he won't recognize saw, no, her. she saw when she she um, was talking to Gemma, and she's like, oh, my husband's here. And Blythe turns around and looks, and Fox is staring dead at him. Okay. I and he knew who it was, and she's like, oh, no, I have to go to the restroom. And she's like, yeah. no, it won't take long. Come on, come meet him. So she goes to meet him, and he doesn't cause a scene. He's just like, it's nice to meet you. But then she assumes that he tells her, because she doesn't hear from Gemma again, until she's like, hey, 
let's go meet for coffee. And she basically asks her, like, why did you do this? And so she's like, she tells her why. She tells her everything. And then she tells her, do you think something is different about Violet? And Gemma just, like, gets up and leaves, like, completely dismisses her. She's like, there's nothing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's look, let's go back to our questions yeah. before we drop that bomb. Um, how did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? What happened? Okay. So after Gemma completely dismisses her, her baby's name was Jet. Um, they basically have joint custody of Violet, but kind of Violet doesn't really want to go to her mom's. Her mom doesn't really want her to come over. And this is the point where it's getting like less and less days spending with her mom. And she's older. She's like yeah. 13. She's like 13 at this point. Well, there's one night she spends the night with wife, and they have some kind of nice talk. Like, the, like it's a nice evening, mm-hmm. a nice normal evening, which mm-hmm. never happens with them. And so Blythe is sleeping downstairs instead of her room. She fell she asleep, hears, like watching TV right. or something. And she hears Violet tiptoe across to her room, open a drawer, get something, and tiptoe back. She room. doesn't know what it was. She doesn't know what it was because they had taken a field trip like a few weeks before. And she found a bracelet that Violet had made for some popular girls and kept it. So she thought that's what it but was. But the girl didn't want it. She left it on the bus seat mm-hmm. and the mom found it. So she kind of felt bad for Violet because she's like, wow, no one really wants to be her friend. Also, while on this field trip. They called Blythe last minute because one of the chaperones, like, couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. So, Violet didn't even know her mom was coming until she showed up. And she was like, hey. And she's like, well, it talks about how Violet probably felt like she was losing power because her mom was witnessing her not having any friends mm-hmm. and being rejected by these girls that she tried to make a friendship bracelet for. So, Violet jumps into an 18-wheeler with a man and goes to a gas station. because And calls Gemma. Because Gemma. Gemma calls Blythe because she they're frank. Like, the whole class is looking for Violet. She's like, she's at a truck stop. I'm going to go get her. So, Violet, Blythe just, like, rides home with the kids on the bus. So, she thinks, and she, she had put that bracelet in the drawer. So, she's like, well, I wonder if she was, like, looking for that. So she goes to look, and it's still it's there. Still there. Well, a couple huh. days later, Jenna calls upset, mm-hmm. asking about these razor blades that Fox used to use in his modeling kits for all his architecture stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Jenna's like, well, she doesn't. He doesn't keep that stuff here, so it must have come from your house. And Blythe is like, are you yeah. fucking crazy? That she's like didn't. basically accusing her of yeah. giving her baby, who she never sees, a razor blade. Yeah. So she remembered that she kept one wrapped up in a scarf. So she goes to that drawer and unwraps the scarf, and it's not there. Yeah. So, so Violet, that's what little crazy yeah. Violet went to. Violet about. gave that gave that razor blade to a, baby. to a baby. How did she even know it was there? That's kind know. of a plot hole. That one was a plot hole. How did yeah. she know that it was there? But with as weird as Violet is, it wouldn't surprise me that she took inventory of everything that was in that house. Yeah, I could. Well, listen. If you're a parent, you're a kid anyway. Your kid's going through your yeah. shit. Um, me and Lacey went through all of our parents' yes. shit. I mean, if you think you have secrets, you don't. No, you don't. And your that's kid why goes my through kid your never shit. Never stays here by himself. <laughs> <laughs> it started out innocently, like we were just looking for our Christmas presents. Yes. Um, but I mean, we, then we were just like, "Hey, let's look through this. Let's, let's look see through what this." We so, um, if you're a parent, find out. Maybe you should get a lockbox. For the shit you don't want your kid to see. <laughs> we found all of our parents' secrets. <laughs> but still. Like, and even after then, Gemma was like, oh, well, nothing's wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah. They just kind of brushed it off after she found her baby playing with a razor blade. So then, um, Blythe is like, maybe 
I was the problem. Maybe I wasn't a good enough mom to her. So she's like, I want to spend more time with her. So she's like really trying. And, you know, Fox has been gaslighting her for Violet's entire life Mm -hmm. about, you know, you should have been a better mother. I was shitty to you. Yes, but you, she deserved more from you. Mm -hmm. So it kind of starts, like she kind of starts doubting what she saw. Maybe I didn't see her push the stroller. She goes back to that coffee shop because Mm -hmm. she knew the man. And he's like, She's like, did you see what happened? And he, he's like, no, I didn't really see what happened, but I'm so sorry for you, honey. And, you know, I always hoped that you would come back. Because I guess she used to go there, like, a lot. Yeah. Because he knew her. He knew the kids. He was the owner, yeah. And so the book kind of starts to make you feel like, well, maybe she was imagining it all because she's, like, her mother and her right. grandmother who were mentally ill. Right. I felt like that turn was unnecessary because the last page of the book after Blythe has been trying to work on her relationship with Violet, she gets a call from Gemma and it says something has happened to Jet. And then the book ends. So we don't know. But I felt like that was an answer to, yes, it has been Violet all along. Also, Fox comes to her house one night to bring a painting because Blythe was like, hey, you weren't supposed to take that painting when we split up. I want that bag. He found it. He brought it back to her. He started laughing and she's like, what are you laughing at? He's like, I was just thinking about something that happened when we were together and it's just really funny. And she's like, what? And he's like, remember when all your clothes went missing? And she was like, yeah, because they like tried some new laundry service and it was like a discount laundry service. And this was like shortly after Sam had been born. This was shortly after Sam had been born. And she's like, yeah, I always wondered what happened to my clothes. He's like, well, you were out one day and I walked into the closet and found all of the sleeves and stuff had been cut off your clothes and Violet was sitting there with a pair of scissors and I didn't want to tell you. So I just told you the cleaning service, like lost your clothes or whatever. Like I threw them away. And then the next page is where Gemma calls and says something's happened to Jet. So like it starts to take you on a turn where maybe none of she's been imagining this all along. And then it's like, nope, it's been Violet all along. And the painting that they brought back was slashed. It was slashed because it had been in Violet's room. Mm-hmm. Fucking Fox had given it to Violet. Yes. For her to hang on her room. And when she had a fight with her mom or like after the, I think it was after the razor blade incident, she took it off the wall and punctured the picture. And it was a painting of a mother with a baby yeah. that Blythe had put in Sam's nursery. So I don't know. Do you think that turn was unnecessary where she starts to doubt what she saw? And I mean, I think there was, there wasn't as much by that point that she could have been like, you know what, am I trying to push the blame on somebody else? But I feel like there should have been more incidents than what there actually was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some that we don't know about because because daddy had his little secrets with his right. little daughter. And then to tell her, okay, here's the bad thing. When the woman has come to you on several occasions and said, hey, I, there's something different about her. You have found her with scissors cutting the arms off of your wife's clothes. And then you're still gaslighting her. No, nothing's wrong. She's fine. She's fine. And not wanting to go to counseling with the daughter and not wanting to go like, to Like, dude, counseling. all of this may have been prevented yes. had you not kept that from her. Yes. Had y'all actually talked. Like Your son may still couple. be alive. Yes. Their communication was horrible. There was yeah. one scene that stuck with me where, um, maybe that's a question. I'll save that for the question. Um, Senior character that stuck with you the most. 
Yeah, I skipped it? Probably. We would have gotten there. Oh no, we did skip it. Uh, but that'll be my answer. What which event scene character I stuck with you the most? Um where she has a bouquet of flowers on the table. And he's like, What kind of flowers are those? And or no, like she had them previously. He's like, What were those fluffy white flowers that you had? And she was like, Dahlia's, why? And he's like, Those are really pretty. You should buy those more often. And she's like, and I was like, he is asking so he can go yeah, buy those for I his that bitch. Too. I I'm like, he's going to go buy that shit for his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He's a horrible person. He's a horrible person. Uh, okay. Um, how does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? So, at the beginning, you know, she's watching them at their house. It's like Christmas. At the end, she's walking up to put the pages that she has written, her side of the story, to give to Fox. And Violet has been watching her watch the family the whole time. So as the mom's walking up to the steps to, like, put the book on the doorstep, Violet mouths, I pushed him. Yeah. I pushed him. And she's like, what? And then she makes her say it again. I pushed him. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's an appropriate title. Yeah. I, I don't think okay. it should Well, be. and everything with a push. She pushed the kid off the yeah. top of the, you know, playground. She pushed her brother in. You know, she was always pushing at her mom. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is this book overrated or underrated? It's it's a lot of, it's got a lot of hype on Instagram and everyone's talking about it. That's why I picked it. I don't know that it's necessarily up to all the hype. I think it's a little but overrated. It, yeah, but it's, but it is different. It's a good story. I finished it. I was entertained by it. I don't think it lives up to the amount of hype no. that it's getting. I think it could have had more scenes of Violet actually being a troubled child yeah. for it to kind of live up to that hype. Yeah. Because you want to know, like, I wanted to know more. Like, when she, when Blythe met with those other women, there was a support group of women. Yes. Of, that had troubled their children. children. Yeah, that had like troubled some children. that had murdered people mm-hmm. or done other stuff. Murdered yeah. or died or, you know, school shootings or whatever. I wanted kind of more of that side because she wondered, Blythe wondered, um, you know, if these mothers felt the same way that she did. She was like, did you know, like when they were little, something was wrong? Mm -hmm. And one of the moms was like, no, it's just like, they just made a bad decision. It's not who they are. And she's like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, Did the book remind you of any, did I just ask that? Did it remind you of any other book? No, we didn't ask that, but I, we did say it was original. I said it was original. Yeah, I think it's original. You know, besides Damien. Listen, this is a thorough version of Damien. <laughs> Here's a good one. How did it impact you? Um, well, Ashley, Audrain, I probably won't be having kids for a few more years now. <laughs> because this scared the shit it out of me. It made me wonder. No. <laughs> because if anyone's kid is going to be a demon, it's going to be mine. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> How did it impact you? <laughs> I mean, I did want to read more about it. Like, I wanted to know what happened. I want to. Know I really want to know what happened to Jet. Yeah, she should release like a little epilogue or something, or like a second book because yeah. you've also got all the teenage years of Violet as well. <sighs> that bitch gonna be in jail. Well, unless her daddy keeps bailing her. Yeah, out. daddy may help save the day. <sighs> uh, would you consider rereading? No. Me neither. Um, any lingering questions or plot holes? Yeah. How does she know the razor was in there? Yeah. But like you said, well, like kids said, go yeah. through parents' shit. Yeah. 
So I did this fun thing on Instagram. I asked our listeners. Let me find it. I said, okay, how about another fun Q&A? We've been doing Q&As all week. Um, this one will be the push themed and we'll read the, the response on the episode. What weird or creepy thing have you witnessed a child do? Do you have any? Yeah. What parent hasn't woken up to see their kids standing right beside their bed staring at them before? <laughs> my mom said I used to do that and it scared the, I'm my mom's oldest child. It scared the fuck out of her. She's like, you can kind of tell. She's like, you know that feeling when someone's yeah. watching you? Yeah. She's like, and then I would open my eyes, and you would just be standing there, and she's like, oh, and I'm like, Mom, can I have some water? <laughs> and she's like, stop doing that. What did Aiden do? He would never say anything sometimes. That's why it made it weird. I was like, oh, my God. Did you, like, ask him? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but he would just, you know, just kind of stand aside, just kind of usher him back to bed. Do you think he's sleepwalking? Uh, maybe he'd woken up from a bad dream, wasn't really sure what to do or something, you know. Maybe it was a dream, <laughs> one of those dreams that you're like, what? Why didn't he just, like, climb in the bed with me? I don't know. Okay, that would probably scare the fuck out of me, though. If I'm, like, asleep, and then all of a sudden something's crawling in the... Oh. Yeah, that would be more Here's terrifying. a funny story <laughs> off topic. When Steve and I first moved in together, like, we had just moved into our house together. And, like, our bed was still on the floor. We hadn't even set up the bed yet. Like, the mattress was on the floor. I guess I had a dream. He says that he remembers, like, putting his arm... Like, he, his arm was around me, and he was taking it off. So I felt something go like this. Well, I guess in my dream, it was an animal running over <laughs> me. So I jumped up, screaming bloody murder. <laughs> oh, my God. And Steve's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, something just ran across me. Because, you know, it's on the floor. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, easier for, like, a right. critter or something. And Steve's like, don't you think the dogs would be going crazy? Because, I mean, we had three dogs at that point. He's like, don't you think the dogs would be going crazy? And I'm just like, "Ah!" I'm like screaming. And and then like the next night, something else happened. I guess, oh, I was having like sleep paralysis. And I told him I woke up and I couldn't like scream for help. And he was like, "Uh, I don't know if we should be living together. (laughs) Like I made a huge mistake. So yeah, I woke up and my kid was climbing in the bed. I thought we were like, "Ah!" (laughs) Okay, so. We got a really, really good one. Um, her name is Lauren. And she said, oh my God, I have a creepy as fuck story for this one. So while my sister was deployed a few years ago, it was just my niece and brother-in-law living at home. My niece was about three or four and would go off and play. And one day my brother-in-law is preparing her a snack to eat. And as he's approaching her upstairs, he hears her say, no, I don't want to hurt my daddy. Lizzie's eyes just got so big and mind you my brother-in-law is six feet and 220 pounds and a retired marine so not much scares him so when he told us I knew it was legit because I had never seen that man spooked before when he asked my niece who she was talking to she just shrugged she's nine now and whenever we ask her she just straight up doesn't remember she's (laughs) like kids are a hoot (laughs) I said, oh, my God, you got to throw the whole kid away. (laughs) She said, "Uh, I always hated that house they were in. Thank God they moved. Um, Freakiest thing ever, but a funny story to share now in hindsight. Lauren, thank you for that. I got the goosebumps. Crazy. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. I have a similar story with a girl that I worked with. 
she came to work like in a really weird mood and I was like are you okay and she's like I didn't sleep at all last night and I was like why and she goes well she was a single mom and I want to say her daughter was like six at that point and she said yeah like woke up so in the middle of the night to get some water or whatever so I'm like walking down the hallway and I hear my daughter talking and she's like damn it's like two o'clock in the morning she's like damn I told her to go to bed so she kind of stands at her doorway and the the daughter is like facing away from the mom. So she's laying in her bed on her stomach with her hands like propping up her face. Mm-hmm. And she is having a full on conversation with something in the corner, but like there's nothing there. Ooh. So she said she kind of stood there for a minute and like, I don't remember exactly what she was saying, but she was having a conversation. But like there was no other part. And then, but her daughter was responding like, no, like whatever, you know? So she waited a minute and then she was like, Hey, um, Ashley, who are you talking to? And she's like, Oh, no one, mom, no one, mom. Okay. Yeah. You got to burn the house down. Get the fuck out of there. Cause there's something in your house. Yes. I was like, (laughs) we need to go save your house. Um, I also got a few responses, a few, like more than one of people saying that, um, they witnessed, one of their kids trying to kill their sib, like trying to drown oh them in the water God. or something. And I was like, okay. So I asked one of my friends and I was like, is this, like, I don't is have kids. So is this like a thing? And apparently it's like a sibling rivalry, rivalry, especially when they're younger. Like you didn't try to like stab her or anything. And they just like, you know, held her underwater. But you know, you only have one kid. So he, I guess he doesn't feel like he needs to compete no. with anyone because I didn't try to kill my sister, but, like, I did make her drink perfume one time. Um, And I wasn't trying to, like, poison her, but I did. I was like, I wonder what would happen. And I got in so, my mom beat my ass. I got in so much trouble. And she was like, why did you do that? And I was like, I just wanted to see if her breath would smell better. Like, I wanted to see what would happen, so I got her to drink it. Her, She's a dumbass that drank it. Why am I getting in trouble? So, I think it's just, like, a sibling thing. I, I heard that a lot, like, situations like that, where they're, like, pushing their sibling underwater. So, I was like, hmm, great. They're actually going through with it. And, you know, there was one point in the book that Fox's mother asked Blythe, uh, does Violet not wear gloves? Because after, like, years oh, of the yeah. incident. She went to go pick her yeah, up. And, and she didn't wear them. She didn't have them. It was, and Blythe, it was snow. Yeah, and Blythe is like, no, they're in her backpack. She just doesn't wear them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, guilty conscience much? Yeah. And that's how she knows she saw her hands on the stroller because she remembered her pink mittens. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, bright pink, and she saw them push her. So, yeah. Um, it was an interesting book. I don't know that I'll be having kids. <laughs> it's terrifying. Very terrifying. Ooh. So, your kid, so Aiden's never done anything that you're just like, what's wrong with you? Oh, not really. I mean, he's a creeper, but all kids are. He is a sweet kid. He's sweet, yeah. Like, but he's, how did you do that? Like, he stands there by beating his ass. <laughs> he's, but he's very considerate, and, like, not all kids are like that. Like, I don't know, probably because I'm considerate, though. He does Like, things. I'll yell at him, and then I'll turn around and be like, you want a sandwich, girl? <laughs> like, <laughs> he'll ask me if I want something to drink. And, I mean, he's how old? 11, 12? Yeah, he's 11. I mean, what kind of 11-year-old's like, you need some water? Do you need anything? I'm I don't like, know any 11-year-olds besides him, though. He got a new sticker book one day I was over here, oh. and he was showing me. And I'm like, this is cool. And he's like, well, you can go ahead and play with it if you want to. I'm like, uh, 11-year-old Cameron? 
You are not touching my thing, especially if it's new. I will not be sharing with you. No, ma'am. And he is just, he is such a sweet boy. So I'm like, how do you do that? How do you teach them to do those kinds of things? (laughs) No, I think it's, I think it's something within him. Like he's just, he has empathy for other people. I think it's family too, because like all the things that Sugar's been through too, now she's a dog and my son's a human, obviously, but like she's still very sweet. Yeah. Like, even though she's really nervous and everything, she's still very sweet. Maybe it's just that y'all have, like, really good vibes going on over here. Me. Like, very, you're very caring with one another. Could be. I love you, but I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, we're done with the push. Did you pick a book for next time? <gasps> That's what we forgot okay. to do. We're going to pause. Yes. Elevator music. And then we'll come back and let you know what book we picked. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Lacey picked a book. We're going with Rebecca by Daphne de Maurier. So we wanted to pick something that was like a book that has been adapted into like a movie or TV show. Mm-hmm. Because next week on our talkie sewed, we're going to have a special guest. And yes. we're also talking about book adaptations. So that's why we kind of wanted to like go with the theme. So... Lacey picked Rebecca. Mm-hmm. We're excited. We've I've seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, I've seen the movie. Is there more than one movie? Or is it just this Army Hammer one? No, it's just the Army Hammer one that okay. I thought. I think. So I'm excited. I've been wanting to read Rebecca. So I'm excited to see if it is different. Because I always feel like I heard the book had a more supernatural. Like sinister thing. Theme, yeah. And the book was like not like See, I thought it was going to be more sinister than it was, too. Yeah, me too. I was really disappointed. Very he disappointed. was, like, on trial and stuff. I was like, that's yeah. stupid. So, <laughs> we'll read the book. I'm sure it's better. They always are. Um, that will be two weeks. So, two weeks mm-hmm. from today, we're going to talk about Rebecca. Send us your reviews, thoughts, questions. Two bookworms, one podcast at gmail.com. Or Instagram at two bookworms, one podcast. You can still send us. Um, we've been playing on Instagram. People have already given me their favorite book adaptations you can still send them so we can read them on the episode that's going to be one week from today so that's all i got guys have a good week bye little say bye